Well, welcome back to another episode of the Miles Driven with me, Miles. I'm head of sports, Sam. I'm pretty sure you've done head of sports no, as well. I can't be head of sport. No? It's a car podcast. <laughs> Why would I have done that before? <laughs> well, this is episode number 100. So we've made just it this far. Get the, like, the, have you got some sound effects to put in? Or? No. Okay. Woo! So we did a, I think our last milestone. Our last milestone was episode 50. We did like a special did we? that one. Oh, okay. There's a quiz. Oh, on yeah, it. yeah. On YouTube yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I remind you all that Sam forgets our podcast well, 30 seconds after me. We finished the last one, didn't we? And yeah. you were watching back some of the footage from the, the filming that we'd done. Yeah. And I said to you, is that from the last podcast that we've just finished? You know, I, I genuinely don't remember having yeah, that conversation. Really, really, yeah. <laughs> just shows how much I just blur out talking to you. <laughs> um, on this one, future of Jaguar Land Rover. I'm sure we talked about that recently. Um, I'm approaching it from a bit of a different angle. Okay. Uh, and then whatever Sam wants to do. I have got oh, a quiz for him. <laughs> oh, right. I thought you meant like you were going to leave the topic for me <laughs> to sort out. <laughs> but if Sam wants to bring up a topic, because last, last time we got through half of our podcast and then you decided you wanted to put a complaint in. Yeah. So. Way! Episode 100 is off to a flyer, as within probably the first two minutes, the camera falls off the screen. Okay. <laughs> so It's what we were all hoping for. I now have to stop everything we are doing. This is staying in the podcast, though. Um... Yeah, because I'll say we'll be back in a minute. And we're back on the screen. How long is it going to last? You're going to do a sweepstake. You know, the funny thing is, I think the first few seconds of what you said there got cut out. Aww. Because it, it, it starts about two seconds back. Oh, well, you see, no, you, see, you set me up for failure there. You uh, didn't I say didn't, wait for two seconds. I knew and then it, do it. I completely forgot about yeah, it. So okay. Sam said Convenient. welcome back. So. <laughs> Hello, we're back. <laughs> right. Future of Jaguar Land Rover. Okay. The reason I want to bring it up is because... You know how historically, let's just talk about Land Rover for a second. You know how historically it's always been about they're the vehicle to go to for off-road capability. Mm -hmm. That's what you think of when you think of Land Rover. I know there's a few other manufacturers that have since joined, and the original to all this is, of course, the Willis Jeep. But if we're talking about Land Rover themselves, they're known for the off-road ability. And to do that, you had um, diffs, you had different types of, uh, programs that have been put into newer ones. You had the really old systems where you just a big lever that you'd clunk across <laughs> for different low and high range and all that sort of stuff. Well, you still get that in pickup trucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just talking about the Land Rover brand, oh, okay. what they've become yeah. today. The issue that I see for their future yeah. is that when you build a brand on that, what you're saying is if you want a vehicle that has all of this capability, come to us. Okay, yeah. so you may want a Mercedes, uh, luxury-wise, but you want to be able to do all this off-road stuff. You want to go green laning. Yeah, you want to go green laning, but you want to do it in luxury, like mm -hmm. a Range Rover. You want to do something in a bit of a utilitarian fashion. Well, we've got a Defender for you. You want something that's like a middle ground. It's got to tow your horse box. At the same time, it's also got to, to be able to do a school run. Discovery. Discovery, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're not really interested in off-roading that much, but you'd like to have some capability. Freelander. <laughs> yeah. And Discovery Sport, as it became. Yeah. The trouble is, the reason you have things like diffs and programs is that to avoid slip on a wheel when it goes off-road, mm -hmm. okay, you need to have 
talk delivered in particular oh i don't want to go too um you know expert knowledge and we lose everyone that's trying to listen to it i but, feel i feel like you gauge this on when you look like you're losing me yeah well, like, well, I, the average listener's going to be lost i've known you lost. so long that if i just <laughs> hear your breathing change slightly <laughs> <laughs> I know that i'm losing interest. oh he's gone <laughs> but so if you're going off-roading and you want to avoid slip then you need to have you know a tire a wheel a diff set up and you know locking um yeah ability to be able to get up a hill for example when it's a bit slippery and the reason you have all of that instead of a regular car where you've just got an engine a gearbox and then a shaft driving a wheel is so that you can feed power in to a more exact sense so you know you okay. can you, if you're touching the throttle it can make smaller parameter change okay right. to to get that vehicle up that hill down a hill etc etc now we're at a point where there's a crossover between electric cars coming a reality for off-road vehicles yeah and sort of the old school way of doing it as well and the whole thing with an electric car is it can react even the very best cars for reaction so that's you know bugatti chiron okay okay so that car if you stamp on the throttle from zero yeah it has to send the power from you know you've got pistons moving inside a cylinder moving through the process of an engine working moving a crankshaft yeah going to a gearbox and eventually moving the wheels and that has happened in microseconds it's interesting when you think about how quickly it does happen in just cars in general yeah it? it's it particularly modern cars you think how incredible it is to get mm. that action of movement from you know opening a throttle applying fuel applying more air and actually launching yeah. yourself because cars are at a point where they're getting 60 miles an hour in two and a bit seconds yeah the difference with an electric car and the reason why they have these monumental launch times mm -hmm. is there is you put your foot down the battery sends its power to the motor instantaneously yes turns okay. the wheel near instantaneously and i use the chiron as an example because the Chiron is twice as slow right. as something like a Taycan, a really? Model S. Now, I've, I've, I've said it that way because it makes it sound a lot worse. Really, yeah. we're talking about the difference of... Instant and, and not instant. <laughs> yeah. You know, like 0.1 seconds. Yeah, but it's interesting. Though, 0. Like. 0.005. So it's, it's imperceptible to most people. But the different, and the reason I bring that up is because that is the difference of that initial launch happening then moving and speed increasing because it you you've pretty much never got a perfect surface below you yes okay unless you're on a prepped drag strip yeah like if you go to bugatti's test straight exactly or vw's then, then you've got a prepped area of road you've pretty much never got that so there's always some um what, there's always some element of slip mm -hmm. now electric cars what they do is they can adjust in these nanoseconds because it all it's doing is it's a battery cutting in and out you think how fast a computer works yeah it can go one zero one zero one zero just insanely fast it can do it at, you know at literally like a lightning speed a mechanical item no matter how much you you program it and you give it the best engineering and electronical engineering going it still can't keep up because it still has to feed that through a process mm -hmm. 
And you can make that process as as incredible as possible, you know, as as we understand it as fast as possible and with yeah. incredible amounts of budget and resources, you can make it Bugatti Chiron fast, which is to put it into a context, I said, you know, it's twice as slow as the electric car. It's still probably a hundred times faster than whatever car you drive. Yeah. So that's how much faster it is. But the electric car has that instantaneous. Now the yeah. problem is from a point of view of performance, for most people that actually isn't that enjoyable because it, it, it shunts you along so fast that there's almost some relief to how an engine does it. It yeah. just gives you the, the pause to actually bring air into your lungs mm -hmm. to continue to survive. Yeah. Whereas electric car is, is not considering that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a mechanical, you know, a mechanical engine wouldn't if it didn't have to, but it breathes like you do. You know, it's a machine at the end of the day. It has to have a process running through it. When it comes to then how Land Rovers sell a product, and I said, you want to do it in luxury. You want to do it utilitarian. The whole point of that is that for years, they have been the masters of saying, oh, you need to get over a hill in Wales mm -hmm. when it's really muddy in February by Defender. And you'll be able to lock the diffs and put yourself in low range or, you know, whatever you need to do to get up and down um, hills and, and off-roading. Now, if you can have an electric motor that reacts in a nanosecond, all of that to, to you know, feed power in slowly and everything else yep. gets replaced with an electric motor that just has a program okay. telling it instantaneously how to react to the point where it becomes automatic and the user just puts their foot down Flat on the floor and just goes. And the the engine, oh, well, not the engine, the battery just says, okay, well, we can't give you full power. We can, you know, retard the power back to one and a half percent, and we'll keep you moving. Yeah. Now that used to be done with you being involved. So you would turn a switch, move a lever, whatever it would be. So if that is your USP, how do you continue to work when, for example? Well, how do you continue to have that USP when it's not that special anymore? Yeah. You know, if if someone could just buy an all-wheel drive Corolla that's been lifted and have instantaneous torque delivered to each individual wheel on demand as is needed, yeah. put them on the same tyres and your electric product, yeah. how does that out, you know, how do you ask £120,000 or whatever you know figure you're trying to ask and this the reason i bring all of this up is because i was looking at you know how land rover are doing financially and actually land rover are doing pretty well because well, they are everybody's buying a defender <laughs> and a range rover yeah in fact as far as i can see they've almost given up selling land rovers <laughs> they sell range rovers and then the defender yeah and even that's at a scale of like one to three because the sport is also a range yeah, rover course, so people yeah. are just buying the new and range Valar. rover New Ranger of Sport, a Valar if they just want the luxury and they're never going to go off-road. Are they still making the Evoke? Still making the Evoke. So it's like there's, there's a whole Range Rover brand mm -hmm. which is almost sat in the shadow of a Land Rover name where you put a Land Rover badge on it, but actually this is now... But they're not going to have a Land Rover badge soon, are they? They're talking about yeah, putting a Range Rover badge on yeah. it, which I think they'll try. There's something about the Land Rover badge applied to a product but i don't think the people that are buying range rovers now will care <clears throat> quite possibly not 
No, maybe, maybe if you think right. about the people buying them, I just don't think they'll they'll care the, anymore. The thing, all of this, I know some people who really love the brand will be bothered by it. I'm not so bothered because I think this happens to car companies, and people just move on to different car companies. So, for example, someone who was a huge BMW fan may have found their last five six years of car design. Um, Speaking from experience, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they that may have turned them off, and then they've gone to you know insert brand honda or mercedes or whatever wherever they've gone to and now they're a fan of that brand and that honda fan feels that the honda hasn't gone the way they want so they've switched brands land rover buyers have been very loyal you know generally speaking people who buy a land rover or range Rover product that you know when i used to sell cars you'd always have this thing of well if you sell something reliable people will come back yeah um, that's why Mazdas did so well. Toyota the same. With with Land Rover, it's different. People want to buy it. Yeah, it has to really let them down so continuously <laughs> that it is such an inconvenience to their life. But even then, BMW drivers still drive BMWs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's only in places like Australia where they got offered another product with the Toyota Land Cruiser coming in, mm-hmm. and Land Rover didn't respond to the market change which was australia saying you know well we need vehicles that can perform in this way this way we could do with bigger fuel tanks blah blah and land rover going yeah well just put a jerry can on the side of it (laughs) and toyota saying tell us what you need and we'll build it yeah and that's why toyota did so well in that particular market because they listened to the market demand i think you could argue that land rover are doing that now they're saying People want to buy very high-end luxury vehicles that happen to be able to go off-road. That used to be the reverse. They wanted something they knew could do the off-road stuff. And, that, you know, if it was a Range Rover, it's because it was luxurious. If it was Defender, it's because they loved this thing of, I'm getting in a machine. Yeah, yeah. You know? And if they were a, defend, uh, sorry, a Discovery owner, it's because they wanted the sort of bridge between. I want it to be enough of a car that I can use it yeah, and not feel like I'm always have to be in a field, but at the same time I want to be able to go on the field with it. The with technology shifting, I just wonder what does that brand do to now discern itself from just being, you know, if a Range Rover is going to go against an S Class, and a Discovery Sport is up against a Volkswagen Tiguan, mm-hmm. um, and they're all the same money. At the minute, maybe you'll get those buyers because they want a Land Rover. They like the boxier shape or whatever else. And there'll always be that thing of, well, we, we also have these programs and we have a test site yeah. where we make cars, you know, basically hang on their nose. And you go, and there's things you hear about, like the snatch rating that they'll put on a car, where it, if it has to pull something out, it can go up to like 20 mile an hour and pull without bending its chassis. And you think, how much extra? Does yeah. that cost you to engineer <laughs> into this vehicle? The Tiguan's not doing that. No. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> but realistically, if you want that size car, there's only one car to buy anyway. Jaguar F-Pace. So, well, I'm going to come on to Jaguar in just a second. The one thing I wanted to, to bring up with it is I, I, I hope Land Rover have a plan, just because I'd like to see what it is. But I just, I'm not quite sure how, apart from being a prestige brand like Mercedes is, like BMW is, like Audi is, and you know some of the others around the world, Lexus, etc. I don't know how you continue to sort of sell if other manufacturers can jump in 
you know, like if Tesla, for example, could just build a boxy car, yeah, and then say, oh, it's just as capable off-road because the electronics that we have behind it mean that, you know, the great thing about having all these um, buttons and, and shifts and all that sort of stuff is that you can apply. I remember when I was doing a Defender off-roading, and you're applying like fifty percent throttle, and you're crawling. And it's because you've got it set in the right range and the right mode and you pull the lead. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, I've, I, I now have got so much more range within the throttle of 100%. 100% isn't actually like a wide open. I mean, it, it's, not, it's not a wide open throttle. So if I'm moving my foot 10% up, down, whatever, I feel like I have really good control over the wheels yeah. as we move through you know, an off-road area. If you can just program that into any old electric um, skateboard base, and I'm not, I'm not taking for granted you can do that. However, if they've already done it on the very top end of cars of saying, well, we can just launch them in one second now. Yeah. Doesn't seem it's that much of a stretch to say, but can you do the opposite of that in the mud? So that it actually, yeah. the wheel continues to turn with the vehicle without slipping. Can you just program your battery to do that? Or your electric motor yeah and so it does make me worry a little bit as to where you know what do people buy that do people just buy it because it's in that top end and i'd be interested to know what people yeah it's think. an interesting one for sure jaguar on the other hand there's from what i understand a bit of a financial problem they're not okay. selling them let's right. be frank about it the, the the sales figures on jaguars at the minute with the exception of the f Pace. type uh, sorry yes pace. you're right sam f pace um which even that they've scaled back from what i understand the production because it's using up lines that can be used for the range Rover blah oh, okay so because they're built you know those two cars are the same uh, yeah underneath but the jaguar is so much nicer but sam likes the f pace yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but the the problem is is that jaguar went through this thing they were the first sort of I want to say first electric car, but first sort of like prestige um, manufacturer to, to bring to market what we thought the market wanted, which was like a crossover electric car. Yeah. Um, with the I-Pace. Yeah, but they did such a bad job with it. It's it weird, isn't it? horrific. They brought <laughs> like the A-team together of people who could make a car. Yeah, and then really badly. <laughs> it's just that the end product. And the E-Pace as well. They both look terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's, what was what I'm thinking is that I think was Jaguar's moment of we're back and we can you know like, <laughs> yeah. you know when Porsche said yeah we're in real financial straits here mm-hmm. and then someone said why don't you do the Boxster I know it's not you know the top end but the, you'll sell them and they started selling the Boxster and that gave them a bit of a reprieve and then someone said we should make a four by four and someone said don't be ridiculous we're Porsche yeah. And now the Cayenne is, I mean, it's their cash cow. It's, they have to remind certain markets they sell sports cars. Yeah. 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 That and the McCann, that's what's driving money into Porsche and meaning that when they go, should we put a manual in the GT3? Not many people will buy it. Do you think we should put one? Oh, yeah. Put one in. Yeah. You know, they, because they can afford to. Yeah, they can afford to. And then they get, you know, it's like anything. You, you build it and they will come. And then all of a you know, so you get buyers that go, Oh, I'm so happy someone's doing a manual in this sort of car. I'll buy it. But if you haven't got the money to take a chance with, you can't. No. And so the I-Pace should or had the potential to be the Cayenne moment for Porsche. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been. 
No. And then the rest of their products are sort of aging. You know, they got rid of the XJ. XF is still for sale, but how, when was the last time you saw a new XF? When was the last time you saw an XF that was less than three years old? Well, exactly. You know, they're just, they, they've been going on for a while and they haven't replaced it. And the thing I don't understand with the I and E pace is why they didn't just keep the F pace shape and just add the batteries. I think it's the hybrid. because they built them as, the I pace is built, because you have to build different platforms depending on whether you're going to build it as a combustion car, because obviously you need like, yeah. a transmission tunnel. Whereas the iPace is like But flat the design's floor. just so bad. It doesn't make any sense. But what I find surprising is that even if the design... I mean, look, I don't want to knock a, any particular electric car brand, but things like the Lucid, um, Teslas that are out there, mm -hmm. the new BMWs and Audis that are out there, you know, the e-tron, I quite like the look of that. Yeah, that doesn't look The Taken, Gran Turismo, I quite like the look of that. But the they don't they're not like screaming out to me like this is really incredible no but they're not offensive though you think but i don't think the eye pace falls into offensive yeah. because it's so similar i get confused between the i and the e pace which one's the one that looks like an f pace the i pace uh, yeah and the e pace is the more the e pace low. is the baby one yeah like the sort of lower it's quite wide and but it's low Hang on, let me Google it just quickly. I think that's I think you mean the I pace let when me you have say a that. Quick look. So I think the E pace looks more like a shrunken F pace. Whereas the I pace was before both of them. Let me have a look. While you're looking at that, what I was gonna say was there is a financial issue coming up here because Right, so yeah, sorry, I was talking about the E pace. Yeah, I thought you might be going that way around. But the I pace is disgusting as well. <laughs> um my point was gonna be though is that because of that, if you look at the Jaguar Land Rover book and a lot of people will point out they're losing money and mm -hmm. as a company they are losing money however if you look at the last five years of accounts of land rover you can see a recovery is happening okay and that recovery has been fueled by you know launching the new range rovers sport and, and big range rover yeah but also even in the l405 generation range rover and the sport that was around the same time the l494 the defenders release um and to some extent the discovery sport uh, the discovery itself hasn't really set sales alight but okay um the discovery sport all those vehicles have been trending upwards in their sales the discovery sports got a bit old and it started to tail off yeah and land rover i don't i think land rover aren't if you go into a dealer and you say can i buy one they're like yes yeah, nine month wait because that but to them they're like we can build that or we can build another range rover sport and the yeah. Range Rover Sport we can sell for £100,000. Yeah, and they're trying to building, get... Yeah. Which I think is the wrong way about it. Because you need as many new customers as you do yeah, existing yeah. high-end. Because there's only so many people spending hundred grand on a car. But I understand from a company that is just trying to get the books going that way... Yeah. ...that they're pushing those vehicles out. The issue I see is that as you do that, you're on this trajectory to sell, you know off the usp like i was bringing up the usp yeah. of well you can buy a luxury car from you know name it luxury brand but ours can go off road. what do they make amazing stuff. name it name it i bet there's an electric car coming out <laughs> there starting right this second called <laughs> name it um the trouble with jaguar is at the same time their books aren't really improving right they have committed and I thought this was a bit short-sighted of them, only because uh, 
they could still sell well in markets that don't have these restrictions, but they put the restriction on themselves of saying 2025 onwards, we're going to be electric. Yes, yes, Billy. Well, I think what they're saying is, I think it'll be hybrid and electric. Okay. But the big chunky bits of profit they could make is trying to do what, um, I mean, Tesla are doing it with the, with the Model S. That, that car has been out now for a decade. Oh, wow. Okay. And they're still selling it off of fiddling around with it. I know it's electric. And I know it's got its own following, but they have the XS. Yeah. And if they just said, well, we're going to do the last, 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 last of a 600 horsepower, five liter, and we're going to try and sell it in China and the US, and yeah. we're going to sell it at a good price because the, the research is already done. The car's already, you know, they haven't got to mm-hmm. do much to, to get it to that point. And they might just pull in some more of a crowd. Yeah. Um, I was reading an article about the F-Type. Uh, it was in Octane magazine. That's something you don't see much of. No. And again, the, the, um, the article was all about how they were having one last blast in it because it's soon to become... What it probably will eventually get to the point of classic. Oh yeah, definitely. But even driving it today, you're very aware this is a last last mm-hmm. because the Jaguar aren't going to, you know, if you get the V8, so you've got no um, assistance from electrical, you know, uh, whether it's plug-in or hybrid or whatever else. There's yeah. nothing. There's just you, a Jag, and a V8. And if Jaguar have sold anything over the last forty years of being a company, yeah. Prior to that, maybe a little bit different, but it's a v8 and you and the car and they kind of to me sort of said well we haven't got that sales pitch in a few years let's give up on it it's like well what sales pitch have you got (laughs) to make money in the interim period and even when you if you let's say you go fully electric what are you going to sell are you going to sell are you going to rebody the like redo the xf because that was built what was that came out in 2000 and uh eight i think yeah 2009 to be a combustion engine vehicle yeah it it needs either extensive modification or realistically just new new car from ground up which is very expensive Mm -hmm. and that's a gamble and i don't think if you were in the boardroom and you were the jaguar top boss and you had the land rover top boss the land rover top boss is like listen right now things are going in the right direction we're still negative okay yeah financially but we're going up but we're going up i am not risking our backsides on you spending hundreds of millions to develop a brand new saloon car that might flop because that (laughs) ruins all the the the, you know yeah the the the, um progress we've made in shifting hundred thousand pound range rovers and land rovers and so that leads me to this sort of point where then where are we from five five years from now if jaguar maybe they'll shift maybe there are a lot of people that want to buy electric jaguars and hybrid jaguars i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure i would but i mean like as in i know that's where they'll go and that's fine yeah i'd have a hybrid f-pace but then the f-pace is now eight years old yeah it's been facelifted recently though isn't it yeah, in the last couple of years, and it yes. does, it's a decent face. Great, yeah, great, but and it is great looking car. Yeah, but it can only carry on in it because again, when it was built, I don't think they were sort of saying, "Well, we could make this um, a very good hybrid car." As in, to no. me, 
to, no. to, to go up against what the competition will be, it needs to offer 70, 80 miles of battery range. Now, you need something that's kind of built around that purpose. Yeah, the battery's so big and you know, mm -hmm. all the charging stuff. So that, again, leaves the same question I have with the XF. So do you go and say, okay, I know our finances are recovering. Can I go and spend few hundred million on making a brand? <laughs> right now, I think the answer would be no, we don't want to risk it. We just want to get ourselves back to, you know, net. Like if we can just have a year where we don't make a loss, then we'll talk about it. Yeah. The trouble with that is by that point, what have they got? Like the F pipe will be gone. I imagine I can't see that they do anything else with it. The XF would be so old that it'd have to be gone. The XJ is already gone. Yeah. So they have the E pace, the I pace, and the F pace. And so at that point, they're selling uh, at least one rebodied uh, Land Rover product. Yeah. Or, well, that's unfair. The F pace and the um, Velar, it, it, I, I wouldn't say one's a rebody of the other. But you get, you get yeah, my yeah, point. Yeah, of course. So the the problem is then you're trying to sort of put yourself in the showroom next to Land Rovers. Why wouldn't the customer just buy the Land Rover? So then if that's, you know, so that's lessening your brand even further. At the same time, unless people don't care, and, I, and maybe they don't, maybe they don't care about, you know, if, um, what's the sort of... Uh, if the new Hyundai Santa Fe is tested off-road and it's fully electric and it is just as capable as the new Defender, which I'm not saying it would be. I'm saying that if they both got to the point of being electric, yeah, what you need is some very good people with electronic mm -hmm. um, vehicle mapping. Because so, at this point, having complex diffs, high-low range, all this sort of stuff, you know, low-down torque, all the stuff that they you see them testing... In the middle of you know the Arctic Circle, yeah, and they're there doing sideways in their new Range Rover, going, "This is acceptable. This is acceptable. Yep, this is good. Uh, we can <laughs> sell this." You know, and then they go off to the Sahara, and they're sort of in a sand dune, and they can do their media launch, and they bring a few of their, you know, customers who've sort of committed to buy, and they say, "Look what we can do." Now at that point, people are like, "I can't do this in many cars." Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, people can make their jokes about. Land Rovers and Toyotas and blah 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 blah. But if we're just talking about Land Rover, there's not many cars that can do and be so capable in the off-road segment. If, and I can only assume it wouldn't be that much of a stretch, a battery vehicle could nearly match that. Because let's face it, the first manufacturer to do it, another manufacturer buys their car, tears it down, just back engineers what they've done. Yeah. You can argue over it, you know, look at our differential. This person has built a carbon copy. Can you argue over their mapping is the same as ours? Probably not. Very, I think that's that's more difficult. When you've got something physical, you can go to a judge, you know, say, yeah. look, <laughs> judge, this is our diff. And he goes, hmm, okay. And this is their diff. Okay, they look the same. Yeah, well, look, cut them in half. Theirs is this. And, and have someone technically explain why this isn't someone's intellectual yeah. property yeah. and it's actually yours whereas you know our engine mapping does this and their engine mapping does this you could just say well yeah we have to both meet emissions mm -hmm. so I, I only i only bring it up because i just i hope they have 
a strong future. Oh, so do I. Um, and I hope Jaguar has something up its sleeve that I'm unaware of. Because I would... You'd all, like to hope so, wouldn't you? Well, it all goes back to when I was doing classic car photography. And um, what car was it, Sam? Oh, I can't, I've completely forgotten. The, it was the Jaguar... Uh, I keep wanting to say it's an S-Type. It wasn't an S-Type. It was one of the old classic XJR. ones. XJR. No, XJ before that. Something. Yeah, I know which one you mean. You yeah. know the one I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it was the one that was driven by, what, what, prime ministers were driven around it yeah. back in the sort of 70s era. If anyone has the name, please let me know. I just completely forgot. And I'll probably remember it straight after this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, the point being is, I remember getting in that and I thought, I can see why, when this was a new car, people went, I don't want and then insert manufacturers. Mm -hmm. I want this because it had this just incredible wooden dash that it felt luxurious in the same way of, you know, you go to a stately home yeah. and yes, it's not technologically advanced like a brand new apartment block, but you go there and you think, if I had a nice cigar and a really <laughs> good bottle of wine like this, I would, I would feel, even though I've got, I'm just surrounded by wood and nice materials, You'd feel like, you know, King Kong. Yeah. Whereas, I don't, you know, when it, when I think how Jaguar managed to really sort of insert that in their cars and make people go, oh no, I, I need the Jaguar. And I need the big <laughs> engine one as well. You know, I'll spend the money to have a big engine one. I don't know that they're doing that. No. Anymore. Probably not at the moment. I just, I don't know the people in that market if you want an iPace, are those people just buying the Model Y Tesla because it's cooler? If yeah. You put it in that. Like, mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying it's cooler. No, no, I'm no, just I saying the interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you just, if you're buying a saloon, it's a smaller shrinking market. Um, I don't know if the Jag is the one that you're buying. No, probably not. And then if you're buying an SUV, well, Land Rover makes some really good stuff. And then you've got all the other manufacturers. Jaguar yeah. are not really known. No. So, yeah. Um, I'm I'm sure that, uh, or at least I hope I'm missing a keystone. I've looked at all the, 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 yeah, you'd <laughs> the rocks making the bridge. Yeah, and, you'd and, miss and, something. And there's someone listening to this and they're like, ah, what you don't know is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just, I just don't know what it is. And I just worry that, if Lam Rover the ones bringing in all the money, and in five years' time, you know, a brand that can offer all of the capability off-road can do it at a quarter of the price, and then people say, "Well, yeah, the Lam Rover is still more luxurious." And you're like, "Yeah, but how much?" We're not at a point now of appreciating fine, you know, wood in a car or fine leather. No. People are just like, "Look yeah. at the size of this screen," mm -hmm. and a screen. You put a TV. I mean. I was in, uh, where was I? I was in Costco the other day. And they're okay, selling an 84-inch yeah. TV for eight, like 850 quid. So you basically bought a wall of a screen yeah. for 800 pounds. <laughs> and you're just thinking, if that's at the point we are, I don't think it matters how big this no, screen is. No, that's where we car. are. So. Right, Sam, so it is the 100th episode. I have heard that. I have a car quiz for you. You do? And it's not easy. Okay, well, your quizzes are notoriously absolutely shambolically bad, so let's see <laughs> let's see if you can maintain your uh, 
Okay, so mine you, are usually brilliant. Yours are just well, hilariously bad. You can listen along at home and make your guesses. I will try and leave a pause, or at least Sam will try and leave a pause actually, because he's the one answering. Um, I think you'll. I think some of them I wouldn't expect you to have the answer. Okay. But I expect you to have a punt on all of them. Right. I'm going to start with a tough one. Brilliant. Okay. What is the name of the form of transport that stems from the Latin for all? Yeah. Now, if you're listening and you're trying to think of an answer, and Sam, just to give you a slight clue, it's not as hard as you think, and it really is in that last bit of the question, there's a clue. Yeah. In for all. Uh, the name of just reread the question what is the name of the form of transport that stems from the latin for all that needs to be the proper name for something yes but i will give you even if you get the what we we have the shortened name used more commonly okay if you get that one i'll give you the i'll give you a, 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 a tick yeah i said automobile but obviously that's not we don't use a shortened version of that um mobile <laughs> Well, auto, I suppose. We... Motorcycle? Uh, the bus. Omnibus. Ah, I see it, and I did know that. Yeah. I, I, Which I makes thought... sense, because at the weekend you have like an omnibus of yeah. the, like the soaps and stuff, which, which, which is, is like the all Latin of them. <laughs> of all, yeah. yeah. So yeah, for ah, all, the bus, I'm a bit annoyed omnibus. Myself with that one. Uh, but that is a particularly difficult one that I thought I would start you off on. Um, although then, looking at a few of my next questions, we might not be getting any easier. <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, yeah. No, I think I think when the question master struggles over his own question. No, I just wanted to make sure. I wanted to give you one that, like the the next one, I want to give you one where you've got a really good chance. Okay. okay. Uh, which British car manufacturer, right, changed its name? Yeah. Okay. I'll give you a year. They changed the name in 1945 from SS Cars. And yes, the reason they were changing their name <laughs> was because of the Nazis. <laughs> is to prevent, or um, uh, so that there was no association with uh, the Nazis. Now, British, yes, okay, but yeah, so they were SS cars, and it was nothing to do with yeah, any yeah, part yeah. of that. That's just was their name, and then some things happened in Europe, and they they are still okay in Ooh. operation today. Okay. That might have helped me because I was going to say Rover. <laughs> <laughs> um, TVR. Uh, I'm going to give you like a like like you're not. I'm not going to give you a wrong answer because you've answered an invalid answer. TVR okay. are not still in business. Are today. they not? But yeah. we're still waiting for the new TVR to come out. Well, okay. we did one of the, TVR, that was that was one of our only podcasts on the road. Yeah, we did it in my TVR, wife's sewing room. TVR are technically in business, yeah. but they haven't made a car for the last right. twenty years. Okay. At least they haven't made one you can buy for the last okay. twenty years. So I'm just going to give you an invalid. You can go to a Got showroom it. today. MG. You can go to a showroom today. <laughs> you can buy, buy an MG from this British, ah. and importantly, okay, uh, yeah, from this British manufacturer, Vauxhall. Not bad. Okay, I've had enough guesses now. <laughs> Jaguar. Oh, okay. I just thought since we were talking about them. Yeah. Okay, um, there was no rhyme or reason to that one. So, but there you go. Basically, this is just you giving out facts, but I, in the way of asking me a question about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm. Well, I'm trying to think. Uh, okay. What model 
Okay, so James Bond question. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, because I've only seen the Daniel Craig ones. Okay, well, <laughs> just think about it for a second. You should get it. Uh, the movie Goldfinger. Okay. What car I've never it? seen it. Uh, I, all I'm going to say to you and to everyone listening is, is very associated with James Bond, this car. So if you get it wrong, then you just haven't been paying attention. To even the newer films, you haven't been paying attention. DB5. Yes, very good, Sam. There we go, he's on the board. <laughs> um, One for three. <laughs> oh, would you get... Oh, let's see, this is a bit older. Okay. So, uh, Mini. Yep. You've heard of Mini Cooper. Yep. Okay, being a, a model. What's the relevance? What ties... The surname Mini John Cooper. Cooper. Very good, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was um, designer and builder of F1 and rally cars. Yeah. John Cooper works Mini. And, and so that's why <laughs> I was hoping there'd be something in there, but also it would, you know, for people who don't know, there's a bit of information in there. Uh, ah, what'd you get? Oh, well, no, don't you said this about the last one. <laughs> okay, Audi. Yep. What was, their, what was their previous name before they were Audi? Well, I don't know. Borschbung Dutch Technik. <laughs> <laughs> or as their new advert is, this could be their new name is... <laughs> yeah. um, it's a very simple name. Cars. <laughs> uh, auto Union. Oh, that's boring. Yeah, I was, that's why I was, that's why I was uh, handing it up. I thought maybe <laughs> if you'd given auto or something like that, I'd have yeah. just given it to you as an answer. Um, right. Uh, as we, oh, as most people would have seen on the front of a Rolls Royce, yeah, there is an emblem. Mm-hmm. What is that emblem called? Do you want me to give a minute because I know the answer? <laughs> yeah, g- yeah. <laughs> give give the listeners. Well, actually, uh, I might it might be wrong to be fair, but um, well, I'll give you it in a sentence, and I'll give you a missing word just to be fair to listeners. Is not it three words? Uh, it is four words in total. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't know then. Well, it's the spirit of. Oh, doesn't say the flying lady, but well, it's not that's obviously from the No, um, but it's it's the, the spirit of the the I think grandeur. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the flying lady is the the sort of name of what it looks like. Oh, okay, but it's got an actual name. So half a point then. You, if it was the other way around, you'd be claiming half a point. For that. Oh, I would. You'd be claiming a whole point. <laughs> do you want to have a guess? Uh, no, the, the spirit, spirit of endurance. Spirit of ecstasy. Oh, that's close. Exactly. Is, they both yeah. begin with E. Uh, they do. We'll give you that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I asked you a, a James Bond question. You did. And you gave me an answer DB5. I did. Any idea what the DB stands for? Give, give it a second mm. just in case people... Are, it, and it is, just to give it a little bit, it is a name. It's a person's name. Yeah. David. Oh, very good. <laughs> so, so pause yourself. <laughs> right, so everyone else, just give yourself a second um, just so they can have a guess. I'm just going to see if I can give you some information on this name. They were... Okay. They were a tools manufacturer uh, based in Huddersfield. Right. And... They built tractors, right. which Aston Martin um, were purchasing. 
for its tractor division. So, do you know what's funny? All, all it seems that everyone starts at tractor and then becomes a supercar manufacturer. So if you want to know who's going to make you supercars of 50 years time, <laughs> just look at who's making a tractor today and that'll be them. I'm trying to think of any old tractors that I know, but not coming to me. I'd say Brooks or Bond. Oh, but... do you know what? I thought you were going to get it with the first one there. <laughs> David Brown. Okay, no, DB, I don't think I've David Brown. Um, can I give you... Oh, no, that one would be silly. This one, I want to give you this one just because it will be a bit of list information if you don't get it. I don't think a lot of people will. I don't think I would have got it either. Okay. So, um, 1908 to 1927, what was the vehicle that was called Tin Lizzie? And it, that was a nickname it was given. No, but but to to think of an answer... There's not many cars that were being made at this time. Well, no, exactly. <laughs> and there was a very popular car that was being made at this time. Ford Model T. Very good, Sam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, people have had their guess there before you um, for an answer. I don't it? care about other people. I don't care about my score. <laughs> I want to give you one last question here because I've been saving it. What is this podcast called <laughs> but i also i would see the thing is i want to i don't want it to be because like there was questions where i could have asked you like how many rings in the aldi badge and four like, yeah exactly yes. right where i know you'd get <laughs> got three answer. right now um, how many colors in the bmw badge <laughs> <laughs> two <laughs> oh i'd so laugh if there were three <laughs> <laughs> well there will be because they'd be black around the edge <laughs> oh yeah right well you're wrong <laughs> um oh you see now when I do a quiz I come prepared with a list of questions No, no, I'm, you're I'm just not... reading it off a. Uh... no no I want to go with this one this is that I had a couple and depending on how well you'd done I was going to give you a really difficult one okay. if you'd been like nailing all the questions because we've had these before and you've got them all right and, and then I've just been <laughs> felt oh great I've not... got a last question for you okay so which car manufacturer yeah was the first to produce more than 10 million units in a year I have locked in my answer. Go on. So you're giving people a few seconds there. Yeah. Ford. Not bad, not correct. Ah, boo. It's the other one that you should have thought of. Very, very popular car across the world. And it's probably, Toyota. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, probably the only car that is in yeah. every single market in the world. That's yeah, it's true. Toyota that That's did annoying. it first. Go on, Sam. What, what did you have? So this is relating back to something I actually went to ask you at the beginning of the last podcast, and then we just moved on. I completely forgot. Okay. You were talking about steam engines. Yes. So, does Miles know which know. which steam locomotive okay. holds the record for the fastest steam locomotive in Britain? The Flying Scots? No, incorrect. Oh, it's the other one. <laughs> I can give you a clue. What can you give me a time frame? Same sort of time as okay. the Flying Scotsman. I can Google the information on it. Actually, I tell you, I'll, I'll Google the information while saying what was the speed. Oh, that's what I, I should I, tell I, you. Yeah, I'd be interested to know that. I'd be interested to know actually how much faster it was than the Flying Scotsman. But okay, um, okay. So it was in 1938. Okay, the. It, the wording here, the powerful aerodynamic masterpiece rocketed, 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 yeah, to 
What do you reckon? I guess it's a two-phase question. 22 yeah? miles an hour. Well, don't be stupid. It's a lot faster than that. It's a it? steam locomotive. I mean, the Flying Scotsman went faster than 20 miles an hour, didn't it? <laughs> I don't, don't want to... It's a steam... 195. It's, yeah. it's a steam record that 85. has never been surpassed. I never... Oh, okay. 110. Do you know what? It's not bad. 126 miles Ooh. an hour. Is it something like the... Is it named like the Dutch something or something like that? Is it, has it got like a name that's... Nash, like it's got a nation in it or something like that? No. But just quickly, okay. the... Flying Scotsman and this, they're both part of a group that are called the A1 Pacific Locomotives. That's like the okay. bracket they're in. Okay. The Flying Scotsman was the first steam locomotive to exceed 100 miles an hour, but then it was ex- it was exceeded by this train. So it's the also, I don't want it to be too much of a clue. It's the, it's the name of an animal with wings. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as much. I mean, I could tell you what sort of animal it, it is, what, but it, I think you might. Actually, I don't know if you would get it. It's a type of duck. It's a platypus. It's not a duck. That's not it? a duck, no. no. Do you know why? All I, I, could, show, was I a, could show you a picture. All I thought then but... was a beak. Yeah. <laughs> like, what has a beak? A, a duck. I could show you a picture of it. I'm not even sure you'd get it then, to be honest. It was made by Sir Nigel Gresley. That okay. helps you. It. it See, this would all help me, but then I quite like trains. So. Um, Do you want me to show you a picture of it? Just so you can... It's not got the name of it in it. I'll give you a quick... Well, you get like well, a two second... to the camera as you get well. A two, so I'll can... show the camera first. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try and zoom it if it's not... Oh, That's all you get. doesn't help me. No? I think you'll kick yourself. I probably will. But Are you uh, going to give up? What you've thrown no. me off with is a duck. Yeah, because I don't know anything about ducks apart from I do know that ducks can fly. Yeah, that was one. Are of you going to give up? Uh, they can give you the life. first letter of it if you like, oh, and that'd be the last clue. Because that's okay. If you're listening or watching this, lock in your answer in your head. Yeah. Okay, and actually, well, you can put maybe a comment or something if you're watching it, and so you're locked in on that answer. Yeah, give me the first letter. M. So it's the the M. mallard. Yes. Well yes. <laughs> but a lot you only clues, get you but... only get half a point for that one. <laughs> Which also, anyways, I shoehorn this in because it's my favourite steam locomotive. Because you were talking about steam locomotives in the last one. Very good. Very good. I like that. You haven't been around to mine for a while, but I actually have a model of it in our downstairs toilet now. Do you? Because so, yeah. you know that's like transport theme yeah, is yeah. our downstairs toilet. So. So next time I'm there and one of our friends is with us who's got absolutely no interest in this, I can go, yeah, you can bring have it up. you seen that Sam's got a mallard in his bathroom <laughs> and he will have no idea. Well, he's got I'm... a duck in his bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's episode number 100, Sam. Woo! It's the end of our first season. Surround sound. <laughs> so I hope everyone's enjoyed it. I hope, I hope people have enjoyed listening to the podcast um, for this whole first season. We're going to give Sam a break because his wife is expecting... But we're still going to record a few. We're going to do some specials. Yeah. So that we've got something to release while I'm changing nappies. Yes. Um, <laughs> but we won't start our next season yet. So we'll we'll have. Um, yeah, we'll just we'll we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll, some more YouTube stuff, though, because you can come around to mine. There's a few things we need to do at mine. Yeah. YouTube oh, yeah. Wise, the YouTube so. stuff will probably stay the same because I don't need you for as long. No, but periods. I mean, like, as in like feature stuff for the YouTube that's both of us, not just like the buyer's guides and stuff. Yeah, yeah stuff yeah. that's me and you doing little yeah. things to do with engines and yeah. things like that. The, the main reason for this is that the studio is where I live. Yes. Which means Sam has to come here. Yes. And 
I can imagine when uh, we're thinking my wife might not when I'm supposed to get home from work at like half four. Yeah. And I don't get home till eight. She may well start to get a bit annoyed when she's got like a two when day she old. wants to. Yeah. <laughs> when, when she wants me to walk in the door and go and she can go, here you go. Yours now. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and walk away. <laughs> um, so, yeah, because of that. We're gonna but have... we'll get him on as a guest star. As soon as she's old enough, she'll be propped she up be a on guest the end star, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so because of that, we'll have a bit of a gap now. So we'll do some specials. I think we'll we'll think of some a bit specials. like the Grand Tour, exactly like that. Just <laughs> but we intend to have our seasons keep going on. <laughs> um, although to be fair, they've I... been recording recently because I saw on Jeremy's story that they were out doing something on his Instagram. Were they the three of them together? Okay. See, I think. I think they had, they they could have done another season. We can we can end our podcast in a minute, but yeah, I think they could have done another season or two. I don't. I think it was a bit of the will from them. Yeah, well, I think, I think they, they they're, they're getting them. older, aren't they? And yeah. obviously Jeremy had the farm, and he was wanting to spend more got time to doing do that. that. And I'm sure the other two had stuff that they wanted to do. Oh yeah, they've both got. I think they've got some more specials. I think there's a few more, more specials. Stuff I just mean that because they did three full seasons, I think, for Amazon, yeah. and then they went to do the specials, which I think they're on like the eight special now yeah but i think there's only a few left because obviously amazon and clarkson are parting company yeah they're parting company as soon as they've done i think it's five more specials and two more seasons of jeremy's farm are they doing two more i know that, that i know was, series three's was, confirmed that was but... the contract that they are oh really at, unfortunately they just oh, can't, can't get out, get out, out. yeah this is we've multi billion pound contract we've had a look and we wrote it and we could get out of it yeah. because we wrote it we really locked ourselves we, into yeah, this we really one, stuck yeah. the best yeah. lawyers yeah. we can't show you but the best lawyers <laughs> wouldn't be able to get us out of this contract <laughs> we don't know where it is we've lost it yeah we've lost it no, no one can see it there's a lawyer like I, i'm willing to do this for you uh, okay like, here you go oh no i've fallen oh, over and no, it's in the fire oh, it's oh. oh god well do we have no we don't have electronic no. copies sorry no. we're well, we'll just, save we just, the world we have an oral agreement and we'll just have to stick yeah, to that yeah um, do you, what do you mean jeremy's told you that he doesn't mind <laughs> <laughs> no but i think they could have done uh maybe like some specials in another season but i understand yeah. from their point because i think how i mean you have to they think they are they are old now yeah like, i think a lot of us forget yeah um you probably don't want to be like driving around Botswana and well, constantly like, crashing into each other all the time. Maybe you do. Yeah, but maybe you don't. And the evidence <laughs> shows that maybe they don't. <laughs> if we if we got to a success point and uh, we were being filmed... that's the end of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but if we got to that point and we were filming in Botswana, I'd be quite. I think I'd be all right to do it at 60, 65, 70. Just because I know you would also be that age. And you would be very upset about doing it at that point. Yeah, and that would spur you on. That I would, re- <laughs> I'd be like, I want to go to the South Pole. <laughs> the, the funny thing, just um, like that that polar exploration one. That's the oh sort yeah, that's of thing. a long time ago. When you're one, yeah. when you're like seventy, when he's having, he's going to the toilet on the back of the truck. Yeah, he just drives off. <laughs> and and uh, was it Jane just stood there with a shotgun? Oh no, sorry, is because you've got to be there. Yeah, with the shotgun. Yeah, and then like... he gets back in the car and drives off with him, just sat <laughs> on the toilet on the back of the thing. Yeah, when you're, you know, of, of an advancing age, yeah. I would I would enjoy taking you there just because you can't get out of it. Well, can't because I just won't go. Yeah, but once you've agreed to go... But I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is the hurdle you've got to overcome. You know that, that scene, and it's in the Grand Tour, where they've lifted Hammond up and he's in a yes. helicopter. Yeah, but he's in, his, he's in his car, I think, isn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. Well... That's what would happen. Yeah, that's the only way that it would happen. Yeah, so. but the funny thing is, that would happen. They would drop you there, 
you'd be monumentally angry. Yeah. But I would be like 30 kilometers away because I would be like, well, let him have to get I'm not stupid enough to be there. (laughs) Yeah. And then he'll be so exhausted by the time he gets here. And I'd be like, look, we can argue about this or we can survive because we need to go like 500 kilometers that way. (laughs) (laughs) And at that point, I know you'll go, fine. Yeah. (laughs) Get you and our other mate. I, I'd love, I, do you know what? That, do you know what I'd enjoy more than that is making Chris do it, but in his BMW. Yes, which will probably still be going. It'll be oh, using, yeah. he'll have to top up with oil on a minute basis, not <laughs> <Yes>. miles. <laughs> and and, and not, the car's not moving. Yeah, I get 45 minutes out of it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be like, oh, okay. Backwards. This is like a pristine area of the, yeah. the world. I've lost four and five and six gears. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, anyway, I think they could have done. But I understand because I, yeah. I, I think uh, Hammond's got his like classic car restoration stuff. Yes, he, he does, does like a yeah. show for that. Yeah, and I can't remember. James does a lot of stuff with Amazon. He goes on he does, trips like, into yeah. Japan and stuff like that. Which I so. suppose, actually, when I think about it, if you'd if if we, you'd done well from a car show, to be able to have someone else pay for you to just go for mm. traveling, I think he does a that. cooking one. He did. Oh, he did a cooking one as well, which was actually quite funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. But anyway, yeah, so this is the end of the first season for the podcast. <laughs> the YouTube stuff will still come out. So if you really want to see Sam in videos or me, I know it's mainly Sam that you turn up for. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, then there'll still be videos and the buyer's guides aren't going anywhere. They'll still carry on as normal. It's just the podcast that will slow down because uh, that way Sam can give yeah, his Because I was inconsiderate. Yeah. Well, and your wife, really. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell her that if you want. Uh, I'll do it in like three or four months when she's years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for supporting our first season, and uh, we'll put a post up. I guess when we do the first of our, our special ones, because we probably will do that. Yeah. Something there'll probably be an event in the summer mm-hmm. that we'll do something for. Um, so we'll put Sam in charge of letting you all know about that. So take that as a note of it will happen. You won't know it's happened because Sam will forget to post about yeah. it. And then you'll check a month down the line. And I'll say to Sam, out of nowhere, we've just started getting loads of downloads. And you've got, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, I went on know, Facebook. <laughs> you know when I told you I'd put it on Facebook? I didn't. <laughs> but I did do it three weeks later. Oh, that'll explain a lot then. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll catch you in the next one. Yeah, take care.